0: Hello and welcome to episode number two of Not Another Sneaker Podcast. My name is Jake Willard. I'm the engagement editor for the Daily Emerald. I'm joined here in studio with Mr. Julian Osius. Julian, what are you rocking on feet today, dude?
1: Today I am rocking KD6 Global Games, an all red KD sneaker. KD is short for Kevin Durant, player for the Golden State Warriors, number 35. Snake of the NBA, <laughs> we all know. Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite silhouettes. KD's used to be really cheap and... uh this was like when they started getting expensive, but I was still like invested in the, in the yeah. sneaker line. And this is actually the last KD I bought at retail, and I'm pretty happy about that actually. How about you? What are you rocking today?
0: Oh man, I'm rocking probably one of my favorite shoes of all time. It's the uh, Air Jordan Three True Blue. I believe this is the 2016 release um, with the Nike Air on the back. Um, I, I, the Jordan Three is just I talked about this in last podcast. It's just one of my favorite silhouettes of all time. I mean, Tinker Hatfield saved Jordan Brand with the Tinker Three and. I don't know. It's just such a clean shoe. I don't know why just the the white and the red and the blue mixed with the elephant print just I love it. It's it's hard not to get excited about this shoe for me. It's
1: because of that Nike Air on the back. That's the why. Nike
0: Air on the back. Dude, shout out to Jordan Brand and Nike for bringing the Nike Air back on the back of the threes, especially last year when they retroed a lot of not stuff. Not everybody
1: was happy about that. Though. Not
0: everyone was. I mean, it definitely was like if you had it with Nike Air on the back before they started doing that, it was a big deal. And then they started doing it and it's like kind of normal. But it also makes it kind of cool if you have the Jordan, the Jumpman logo on the back because it's just like that's almost rare now.
1: With old Jordan shoes, with the Jordan 3 and Jordan 5, they put Nike Air on the back when mm-hmm. they were first released. And the 6s, too. And the 6s. Yeah. And then when they retroed years later, like way down the road, they started putting the Jordan Jumpman logo, since that's what Jordan and mm-hmm. the shoe became synonymous with. So then, you know, they started putting the Jordans in no more Nike Air, and 20 years later, people were like, oh, man, I, I want that Nike Air. hmm and like that's
0: something that we're seeing. Is this is a good transition into into the discussion of what's coming out and what what we can look forward to. And that's kind of leads us right into talking about the Jordan Sixes using that used to have that Nike Air on the back. Also, our game weekend for for basketball. Um, it's always been a big time for sneakerheads. Um, lots of shoes come out. I mean, probably the biggest weekend of the year. Usually, honestly. yeah. I mean, last year, honestly, like that was probably the biggest, one of the biggest weekends for sneaker releases of the year. And it's just always always proven well, but. Speaking about Jordan Six, one of the, I mean, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion too, probably the most sought after Jordan Six colorway of all time, the infrared, the black with the red, or retroing with that Nike Air branding on the back for All Star Game weekend. And Ju, I mean, what do you think of that shoe? I and mean, that's obviously like for a lot of sneakerheads, that's that's a big shoe, especially if you love sixes. Um, and to see that come back with the Nike Air, what do you think about that?
1: I think it's it's one of the shoes when you think of Jordan like that's one of the shoes you like imagine him actually playing in which is kind of weird because i mean he has so many sneakers that he played in i think he i mean you can imagine him in the 13s and the 11s in the playoffs mm-hmm. and in the 3s when he did that dunk in the dunk contest right but like the 6s is like prime jordan like this is jordan winning championships jordan mm-hmm. and uh it was kind of like his coming out party in those shoes and he wore the infrareds a majority of the time on the court or the the black version of mm-hmm. the infrareds and it's not that they're retroing and retroing is like bringing back. So mm-hmm. we're bringing back this shoe that came out however many years ago, 20 plus years ago at this point. And I think it's really cool. Um, I love the shoe. I'm not going to personally go after it, mm-hmm. but I, I can definitely appreciate like what it is and that it's coming back on such an important weekend for sneakers mm-hmm. and that it's like one of the highlights of the weekend too.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, if, just if you think about it, Jordan Brand has really crushed it on Ulster Game Weekend these past two three years I mean last, more than that really more than that honestly Like, just,
1: they. they Jordan, Jordan Brand has been crushing All Star Weekend mm-hmm. for seven eight years now and I think when the Galaxy Phone Posits came out oh right which I wish I remember what year that was like 2010 or something like that mm-hmm. and the Galaxy Phone Posits came out on All Star Weekend and people went nuts and that she was set reselling for you yeah. know Two, three grand, something like that. And people just wish that they could have a piece of that pie. And, like, ever since then, Jordan's – or not Jordan in particular, but Nike. Mm -hmm. They're just like, all right, we got to put something cool out every All-Star game. And, like, hopefully we'll throw something at the wall and it'll stick like that Galaxy did. Honestly. that the Galaxy shoe, like, created a trend for the next, like, five Mm -hmm. years. Like, people were wearing Galaxy shirts and (laughs) – yeah. joggers and beanies mm-hmm. and all that. Like you would look at a a Charlotte Hornets snapback when snapbacks were back in. And that right. was a that was a weird time. And they would have like a galaxy print on the brim and it, oh it <laughs> it's it, too it, much. It was a lot, but like people loved it. And yeah. they just ate it up and I'm I mean that shoe is honestly what like set that off.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like if you look at was it two years ago I believe um they did it was the, yeah, twenty seventeen All Star game was when they did that. Uh, chameleon pack it was the jordan one and the jordan six and that jordan one was was beautiful like it had the the chameleon bottom like the translucent look like the black white and then the translucent it was just a beautiful shoe that did a really good job i got a pair of that like i remember i got i was staying out I, I was living like my computer i think or no we had the sneaker bot that's right mm-hmm. so we're gonna talk about this later in the episode but we had a sneaker bot and i remember it was on your desktop so i slept on your floor of your room to try to get that shoe with the bot that we purchased together, and I didn't get it. We didn't get it, but I ended up getting them on StockX that very day. I think I think they retailed for like one seventy, um, and I think I paid like two two hundred eight on them or something like that on StockX. So, and I believe they're reselling for quite a bit now. Um, but those ones are really good. Um, but then the 6 completely tanked. Like, that's not on shelves forever. People could get that.
1: You could go to, like, any Nike outlet and get it for, like, 120 yeah. and people still didn't want and it. Which Chance, is crazy yeah. to me because I love that shoe. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I was part of the group because I never wanted to buying <laughs> it. And I kind of had the money at the yeah. time. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I'm just, good.
0: Like going along the lines of, like, Nike kind of just throwing out ideas um, and hoping it sticks. But, I mean, the retro thing has been pretty big. I mean, the True Blue 3 was kind of, like, Jordan brand's first big step back into bringing the Nike air on the back of the shoe. Um, and then they did that last year for the all-star game. It was the year of the Jordan three. And then they did the black cement three. They did the free throw line Jordan three that had the translucent sole on the white cement with the free throw line that Jordan jumped off. It was really cool. I mean, if you, if you get a chance to Google those, cause those are just beautiful shoe, but uh, this year they got the infrared six, but then obviously Nike basketball, many other players, many other silhouettes to work with, and they got a lot of cool stuff so far. Only thing that's been unveiled besides the jerseys, which as were of really the clean. date of this recording, Yeah, which we're recording it on January 25th, uh, so far the only thing that they've announced officially is the LeBron, uh, the LeBron 16 for the All Star game. Um, and Ju, that's just it's a good shoe. I mean, you're telling me a little bit about the history of the shoe, and they did a lot of great, yeah. On
1: it. So, like, to me, it doesn't look like the best, like, they've done so much more with just like LeBron as a whole for the All Star game shoes. I mean. Some of my favorite LeBron's – I mean, most of my favorite LeBron shoes are from the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. LeBron 9 All-Stars, which are, like, looked back on with this one. There's a little patch that was also on that mm-hmm. one. I mean, those were really, really cool. And then LeBron 13, they were, like, all olive green, and they those also had patches. So that's kind of cool. They're bringing more patches back this year on the LeBron. And so it's kind of just looking back on old shoes and just celebrating that, and LeBron's kind of just embracing – that he is now a Laker and he's going to take this year and Mm -hmm. start making more like memories and stuff like that. Hopefully come out with really cool colorways just for his shoe in the future. Cause like, I think this shoe is like the revitalization of the the LeBron Mm -hmm. like sneaker line. I think it's really dope.
0: And it's just crazy to think that like, I mean, look at Jordan, like his shoes still, still popular. They've obviously, they started retroing them after he kind of like tail end of his, of his NBA career. Um, but you look at, like, LeBron James. I mean, they're doing it with Kobe Bryant now, too. They're retroing, bringing back some of his older silhouettes. But, like, with LeBron James, like, he's still in the thick of his NBA career. And they're retroing his one. They did LeBron one, the generation, the threes, the Air threes are, are retroing. I mean, LeBron James is just that big of a player that they can just retro his shoes while he's still playing. And uh, that's kind of cool to see, I guess.
1: I think that's, like, a really big deal, too. Yeah. That like, he's still, when you look at LeBron and how he's never been hurt, He's still, like, got another at least five years in his career, right? Like, at least yeah, five to, like, seven. People were saying he might even, like, play with his son if his son gets to the NBA, <laughs> which would be really, really cool. LeBron Jr. would be awesome. That'd be crazy. But for his shooters, like, retro, while he still has at least five years in the league bearing any injuries, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's just really, really cool. And, like, Nike is showing that they know like the once in a generation type talent yeah. and not just a talent because there's plenty of people in any sport that are talented. You know what I'm saying? Mike Trout's the most talented baseball player and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we can also talk about that one day <laughs> because that's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's
0: not Jeter status yet. So. Not even
1: close. <laughs> but like for LeBron, it's for everybody to realize how good he is while he's playing mm-hmm. And to buy his shoes and to bring them back because they're still selling so much and people want them so badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that It's a really, really cool thing. LeBron's the best. He's the best influence we could have, I think, as like a star player. And uh, I'm happy it's him instead of anybody else, honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's just he's been such a good person for, I mean, just culture and sneaker culture, but also just like the world culture. Like he's very spoken. He's out there. He's very active. He's willing to speak out against issues. And that's just really cool to see. Uh, from a guy like LeBron. I mean, a lot of people hate him just because only because he's so good and that he's always constantly <laughs> in the finals. Beating I mean. their team. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Warriors. I mean, people don't like the Warriors because they're just so good. But, I mean, that, that's never a bad thing. Like, I personally, like, me personally, I like Tom Brady. I mean, he's from the Bay Area. I'm from San Francisco Bay Area. Um, Michigan boy, too. Michigan boy, and I'm a big Go Blue fan besides the Ducks. I mean, Michigan's probably my second favorite team. But, I mean, I like Tom Brady, and everyone hates him because he's so good. He constantly wins. Um but, I mean, that's not a, never a bad thing in sports, um, and it speaks speaks volumes as you're going forward.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, ending on, so that LeBron 16 is the first All-Star Game shoe that they've released. We're expecting them to have also special shoes for, like, Kyrie, um, Ke- Kevin Durant, KDs. Um, they probably might do a, a Kobe AD as well. Paul George. Yeah, Paul George. He's got his signature line, so expect those to come out eventually. But, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting All-Star Game weekend, as always.
1: It'll be interesting to see how... Other brands re- respond to Nike too. Yeah, 100%. Adidas hasn't had the best year, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll. Be, it, we, I hope for them that like they put out some cool stuff with like the James Harden shoe yeah. and the Damian Lillard shoe, and hopefully like at least try to respond because they haven't.
0: Yeah, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, because like James Harden MVP last year, playing out of his mind this year, and his shoe is just I don't know. It's like not talked about as it's much.
1: A, and the thing is, it's a cool sneaker. Yeah, and, and it has been since it's been made. Yeah, so it's it, Adidas. Uh, I, guess, I guess, and then like, for him mm-hmm. and him and uh, Dam Damian Lillard, the shoe is like very basketball oriented. Yeah, and it's so like, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the way the basketball lines have gone. Yeah, recently, so like, people don't really care about how it looks off court because like it's such an on court focused shoe.
0: So, speaking of Adidas, obviously, I mean. With, they're not really making a splash in the basketball world, but they are making big big waves in in the world of football. And by that I mean soccer uh, or football. Um They've just American football too. American football too, definitely. Um, But they their big their big ticket right now has been with football with soccer. And they just unveiled I believe it was a couple days ago the the Bape pack it was circled. It's so Adidas and Bape. They've had a long history together. They've done a couple of collabs. Always, always very popular. And the biggest Adidas model for, for some time has been the Ultra Boost. Uh, it's been their go-to. And so they're collaborating on two Bape Ultra Boosts along with a couple of cleats for, for the pitch and for football, American football. And so they've just been doing this collab. I think this one's more around the Super Bowl, definitely. But uh the, this collab is coming out. Ju, what do you think of this collab? You know a lot more about Adidas and Bape than I do.
1: So. Yeah, so Bape, to me, is like the best they're the best brand for collabs, just period. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of strange that they are because they limit themselves. Like mm-hmm. anything Bape is like touching, it has to have the camo. It has to have like either a shark face or the gorilla on it. Mm-hmm. Bape is, I don't know, Bape is just such a cool, like influential brand to me. I mean, if you have Bape, people kind of know what it is. And they might not know the name of it, but they're like, hmm, I've seen something like that before. Yeah. And it's so just distinct, even though it's camo. I mean, we see camo all the time. Like, the military will wear camo. Mm -hmm. And then, like, there's a million sneakers and fashion places that kind of ride off of that and make camo stuff. But Babe's, like, the only distinguishable camo that's not, like, a different type. Like, Mm -hmm. not digital camo or anything like that. It's just, like, its own thing. Mm -hmm. And they're usually with Adidas, which is cool. That, like, collab between the two has Mm -hmm. existed for, I don't even know how many years, but a few years. But this collab in particular for the Ultra Boost and, yeah. like, the football collection that's coming out for uh, Super Bowl weekend, go Rams. <laughs> um, it's it's a few years too late, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Ultra Boost was such an important shoe, like, two, three years ago. Yeah. And, I mean, like it's still a great shoe. It's really comfortable. The technology was way ahead of its time, I think. Mm-hmm. It's lightweight. It's comfortable. It's durable. I mean, you could use it to run, mm-hmm. casual, all that. And we've been just saying, just put a babe colorway on it. Just do it. It's so simple. Like, you'll make your money. Just do it. And now they're finally doing it. And they're going to make their money because it's Mm -hmm. a really cool concept. And the colors are awesome. And it's just exactly what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited for it. And I'm happy we're finally getting it. And that, like, customizers don't have to do it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's definitely a few years too late.
0: Yeah. I think Ultra Boost as a shoe in general just, like, it was very big. It shone brightly. I remember for a hot, hot while when every time a colorway came out, it, it would sell out. It didn't even matter what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, it didn't matter what the colorway was. It didn't matter. If, like, it just would sell out and it'd resale for a good amount. And it was just impossible. Now it's like you can go into any you sneaker ID store. You can a pair. And, yeah, you can customize your own pair. Like, you can go to any sneaker store and, like, they'll have a pair sitting on the shelves. Like, it's just a, it's become just a casual shoe. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean. I think it's good. It's kind of good. But, I mean, at the same time, it's, like, doing collabs like this with Bape, Like, it's a good thing. Um, And I just think the issue with Ultra Boost is that other foams have come along that have really just made a difference and not necessarily been better. I mean, each foam is their own thing. I mean, obviously, Nike's taken shots at Ultra Boost many times with the Vape. And Puma and all that. They keep trying. Everyone's trying. Everyone tried for the longest time. That was, like, the pinnacle when it came to shoes. But it's just everyone, every foam is different. I mean, so far, I'd say right now, the the nike react foam is probably the closest thing out there to that but even that that's that's a little more structured that's made specifically for running i would say uh ultra boost foam is made more just for standing around and casual lifestyle wear. um you could run it if you wanted to but not necessarily the best foam for it but yeah i mean it's just it's cool i think people who are big fans of ultra boost like would are hyped about this release and as you should be it's babe um and Adidas, that's so always a good one. Um, so it's just interesting to see that finally come to fruition. And
1: it's one of the bigger non-Nike releases that we've seen. Honestly, oh, and that Yeah, and that's yeah. like not a Kanye West shoe either. Yeah. It's like the biggest one we've seen in a long time, at least in my opinion. We've I mean, seen some collabs, yeah, you know, they, some miscellaneous stuff they, with they tr- Puma and New Balance right. stuff, which I, are always really cool. Ronnie yeah. Fee, who's always doing some cool stuff, mm-hmm. and he's like my favorite designer. Yeah, But this is like... I feel like this is different because we, mm-hmm. again, we wanted this for so long. Yeah. And a few years back, if if you would have like searched like bait ultra boost, you would have seen a bunch of YouTube videos that had clickbait that were saying, are we ever going to get it? Or can we please get it? Or, or you would see, or you go straight to like Mache, who's yeah. a really famous uh, sneaker customizer. Yeah. You go to his page and you would see like him doing bait everything. Yeah.
0: It's funny you say Mache. I've heard it pronounced Mosh as well. So it I definitely, mean, I think, it is Mosh. Who's to say? But, I mean, either way, yeah, he makes some sick collabs and, and customizations, and it's just really cool to see uh, his kind of stuff. Um, but speaking of a shoe that uh, a lot of people wanted and probably not a lot of people got, but we hear is is coming back for version two, is the, the Sean Witherspoon Air Max 971 from Nike. Nike has not officially confirmed, but a lot of the sneaker leakers have received word that end of f- end of year 2019 we're going to see a second variation of that of that shoe the the air max 97 one sean weatherspoon edition and obviously that shoe was probably one of the biggest releases of the last year um just such a clean colorway corduroy like it really was a step forward like in a year when they did levi's by jordan they put denim on some jordan fours and like they got really creative with putting cool different materials on the shoe this corduroy shoe is just it was Beautiful shoe, such very stood out, and it was just it, everyone went crazy for it. So, to see it come back, probably not gonna be as hype this time around. It's more of just a neutral blue a tint versus the, the light, the brighter colors. Um, but Gio, what do you think about this shoe coming back?
1: The first one was my favorite shoe of last year, it's one of my favorite shoes ever, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it was like voted on, like Nike had this weird voting thing, like which Air Max designed by whoever. There was like a bunch of people who submitted designs. And this was the one that won that vote. And that vote had like a couple million voters. It wasn't like a small scale thing. And so that won the vote. And obviously when you have so many people voting, the people voting obviously want the shoe. Mm -hmm. But there were nowhere near enough (laughs) shoes that were released. And so it's cool that another one's coming out. I think it'll be one of the bigger releases this year too because it was just so big that if you didn't get the other one and you don't want to pay $600 for an Air Max, which I don't blame you, Mm -hmm. even though they are really really yeah, cool yeah this is a really good alternative i mean it's the it's the same design and everything mm-hmm. just same silhouette the, you know, the pastel colors are yeah. kind of toned down. and it, the other one was so cool it reminded me of like a an old like bug wagon oh yeah i don't even know why and then i'm pretty sure <laughs> nike like actually put a bug it wagon did. out with the same colors which i thought was awesome because it already reminded me of it anyway yeah
0: i remember it was the i think it was so sean weatherspoon is the owner of this uh kind of like vintage and resale sneaker store called round two um, and I remember the, I think it was the New York round two release that the van was, like, they parked a van out in front of the store that had, like, the colors of the shoe painted on it, and it was, it was just beautiful. And the colors just stand out, like, they can go with almost anything, and I don't know, they just did a great job, and Sean Wilderspoon and his team did a good job designing that. So I'm curious to see, I'm sure he's excited that this a second one's coming out, so it'll be interesting to see how these ones are received this time. But then, now we're going to kind of jump forward a little bit, kind of go... It's gonna be this is gonna be a stepping stone into our bigger discussion, which I kind of tended to earlier it was gonna be sneaker bots. But uh finally so obviously today, like we said, is January twenty-fifth. Um it's also Steve Freefontaine's birthday. He would have been sixty eight today, so shout big, out big shout out to that. But uh yesterday was the very last chance to get a pair of the panda pigeon dunks from Nike. Obviously, if you know a lot about sneakers or even if you don't, uh, the the pant or the pigeon dunk from Nike has been was widely considered as one of the shoes that really started the kind of like mass knowledge about sneakers um, when they first released. So we're going to touch on this a little bit, but like this is back in the days when you had to stand in line at a store and these pigeon dunks from Nike um, were only released in New York City. And Jeff Staple was the guy behind the Staple Pigeon. um, So he created the collab and it was a shoe specifically for New York City and people lined up and then there was the, the pigeon, the pigeon. Yeah. um, Obviously, New York's. State or New York City's bird, I would say. They're um, known for it, definitely. Definitely. But Way too many. People are just lined up outside those little stores. It, it was like back in the day when people getting SB dunks were literally just skaters. They just they only skated in the shoes. But this shoe like had gained a lot of interest from everyone in the in the community in New York, and there were riots around the release. And the New York Post famously uh put on the cover of their issue uh, sneaker riots and everyone blew up. And so like that article kind of went at the time viral i would say i mean obviously as much as it could about yeah, I mean, the internet internet was a different time different thing back then but uh, that sneaker that article kind of was, became infamous among sneakerheads and so uh these shoes so ever since then the the staple pigeon and or the staple pigeon dunk has been such a such a hot button shoe and so they in 20 it was 2017 i believe they did the black version um, and so that was welcomed with a lot of fanfare and then like just very shortly after they released this panda pigeon dunk and on the bottom of the shoe, it's a translucent sole, and it's got, like, clippings from that newspaper article that said Sneaker Riot. So it's kind of a cool homage, um, and it's supposed to be a homage to Jeff Staple's uh, Origins, um, He the Panda being very uh, very popular to him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that shoe, for some reason, like, this shoe's, the hype around this shoe was was far and away much bigger than the Black Pigeon Dunk was. And this shoe just kind of blew up to its own another level, and I don't know what. What do you think could be the cause of that, Jude?
1: That was just crazy to see um, how much different that was. I I think it was kind of a mix between people were just starting to get back in the shoes. I feel like there was a little mm-hmm. gap between like when the con- when the Yeezys were like a big, people were like, "eh, forget everything else, we're gonna focus on Yeezys." None yeah. of those are kind of dying out. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see people like care about, you know, collabs and like a little mm-hmm. bit more about like sneaker history. If you're getting into shoes now, yeah, and. I think this is a really good like stepping stone for that. Mm -hmm. Like a few years ago, nobody really knew what the pigeon was. Mm -hmm. But when it was released, you would kind of like you saw it. Mm -hmm. You're like, huh, why am I seeing so much of this? But you kind of disregard it, you know. And then now two years later that this one's releasing, you're like, all right, this pigeon's releasing again. And I've seen this before and I know it's like important. So let me like try and figure out what it is. Yeah. And then like with the like you said, the newspaper on the bottom, I feel like people kind of they, I, don't, I don't know. They think it has more like a historical value. Yeah. Because the other one was kind of like a really basic. It was just like a black with like yeah. a infrared red on the bottom. Yeah. Basically. Which is cool. It's definitely a, a dope colorway. But I don't know. This, for some reason, there's mm-hmm. just like this weird like aura towards this one. And yeah. N- not for the other one. And that's
0: a good idea. That's a good point that you're putting out is like the first Pigeon Dunk released in 2005. Like That was a long time ago and then they brought it back to 2017, and then now it's only 20, 2019, early 2019, and it came back again, so at this point, yeah, like, people are kind of more cultured, they understand what it is, so that's a very good intrigue, and then for me, definitely, like, my main pull to the shoe was that newspaper soul, um on the bottom, like, me as a journalist, I love that, like, like, a journalism major as, at the UO, like, I love that, and as a person who really, I, I feel like, for me, I appreciate more of the sneakers with history behind them, so, like, that little tidbit was nice. Other than that, like the lack of the pigeon pink is what it's called um, was kind of deterrent for me. But speaking of like the release of the shoe, like it was just Jeff Staple and Nike really worked hard to try to make this shoe like, like a big issue in sneaker culture is like bots, like bots. People want to resell the shoe. So it sells to the people. People like pay money. We'll, we'll get to it more later. But like basically the bots are such a big deal in sneaker culture now. And this shoe this shoe really like they went the extra yard to try to avoid this shoe getting purchased by the bots like people with bots like we want they wanted to get the shoe into the hands of people that wanted the shoe um and so they went they went through some very stark measures to do it uh they did a pre-order for it through this new app called Network so they tried to host this like town hall and like as the video of the town hall meeting where they discussed the shoe was going on you could pre-order it That first got shut down because too many bots, like, tried to hack in and get the shoes, and so they canceled that, and then they eventually did it, like, a couple days later without telling anyone, and even then, people still weren't able to pre-order the shoe. It was basically impossible. And then they released on January 15th on the Sneakers app, uh, sold out instantly. Um so that was which they
1: should have done to start with. It was kind of strange that like they kind of avoided the sneakers app because the whole point of the sneakers app right. is to like so get rid of bots. bots. So I don't understand that yeah. personally. But. So
0: that's an interesting move. And then finally they 24th, which was yesterday, was the last chance. Extra butter in New York, you could have got the shoes in person. And then on staplepigeon.com, they released as well. Extra butter was like you had to be there in person. So that's more along the original lines of how the shoes released. But with the StaplePigeon.com, they didn't announce the release time. Um, It was kind of just a random drop. And then they gave preference to people who had the special keychain with StaplePigeon.com. Um, that's just such a, I mean, I, such a headache. It yeah. is. I mean, I don't even know if anyone, if you if you have the keychain, I don't even know if you're guaranteed to get a pair or not. So, like, that's one thing I'm not sure of. Like, So, that was crazy. And then after that, they had another wave later on. So, like, three different tiers. And it was kind of hectic either way. Like, not enough people got their hands on the shoe. Um, so it probably was a more limited release anyway, but I mean, just as, as I kind of go through that rundown, you Julian of what those, um, like all the hoops that they tried to jump through. I mean, what do you think about like the resale and the bots and all that, what Nike and everyone else is trying to do to combat sneaker bots and people buying shoes just to resell?
1: It's like, it's crazy to me that they're trying to combat this way of purchasing a shoe when like as a business, you're just trying to sell it. And, but they just like, no. That's that's what's kind of crazy about sneaker culture. They know that this like any given thing they know is going to sell out if it's like marketed to the right people and like done the right way. So these pigeon dunks and just like any big release that Nike's had in the last few years, the Doran Beckers or anything like that, they know it's going to sell out. Whether it takes a day or not doesn't really matter. It's going to sell out, and. They want, like, they don't want just one person to get 10 pairs of the same shoe that so that he can get it and then sell it to you know Tom and Jerry for twice the amount that he paid for it. And it's pretty cool that they're trying to combat it, but I feel like they already found their solution, especially Nike. Adidas is kind of figuring but it they out, have their confirmed app, and like, it's, yeah, it's in some success, but but. But apart from those two, if it releases off of any other website, Finish Line, Foot Locker, I mean, like, the places you can go to the mall and buy a shoe, that their websites, they're just heavily botted, And other places like boutiques and stuff like that that also sell shoes, especially them, because they don't always get everything. So, obviously, they have less money to work with, so their website's not going to be as structured or as sound as a Nike. So, their website's are just way more susceptible. And... I mean, you just get a program on your computer. We have one. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really used it, but we can.
0: Well, to be fair, like we, so with a sneaker bot, basically the more money you put into it, the higher your chances are. So I think we bought like a $75 bot with like maybe, I think a max of like 10 accounts you can put on it at once. Yeah. So, so it's like we bought the bare minimum and we see the bare we minimum. We kind of wanted result. to see what it would do yeah, too. Was that, more, that was kind of... It was experimental. I think we were both at the point where it's like we were trying to get these shoes on not releasing we just no luck because bots were always winning out. So we wanted to experiment with it and like even then like if you're not putting bots are kind of weird because like if you're not putting enough money into it it's not even going to be worth your while in the first place so it's like you really got to be able to invest a lot of money and hope that you get you hit on a lot of shoes so that you can at least one make the money back to what you put into your bot in the first place or just
1: get everything you want or get everything
0: you want true yeah, and then also like be able to f- resell your shoes for enough money to where you're still breaking even in the process so it's like It's a very, like, it's very much a business. It's a business, like, It is. It really is. It's kind of like the stock market a little bit. Like, how much are you willing to, like, invest into this one release and hope you can make money in the process? I don't know. Like, that's a bad analogy, I guess, but for for any basic explanation.
1: Well, like, how some people look at it, I'm going to buy this bot, right? And it's this weird thing that I don't understand. It's on my computer now. And it's going to get this shoe. Get it to me and say, I really want this shoe, right? I don't even want to resell it, even though it's going to resell for five, six hundred, and I'm buying it for 150. If I spend 200 on a bot and then get the shoe, I'm still saving money because I'm not spending 600 on the resold shoe. And now I still have a bot so that I can potentially buy more Mm -hmm. in the future.
0: And the big thing about that is like you're spending the $200 on the bot. Plus the 150 on the shoe. So you're, I mean, you're just barely at that point. You're like, you're, you're definitely not spending as much as resale, but you're, you're saving money in the and, process. And it's, but
1: It's kind of funny. Cause like the bot, all it does, it doesn't really do too much. Like it goes in the website mm-hmm. and then just does exactly what you can do <laughs> as a person. It just clicks like your size and adds it to your cart. That's it. Mm-hmm. It adds it to your cart. Yeah. And once it's in your cart, usually for most sites, like you're kind of safe and you have like a few minutes to where you can check out and stuff like that. So all it's doing is just doing what we can, but just faster, just yeah. super fast, and that's and multiple all, times. Yeah, and you can get multiple accounts on it and mm-hmm. log in for different accounts. So, like if you're buying off Finish Line, you can only get just save for a for these pigeon dunks. Mm-hmm. You can only get one per customer, probably. Yeah, and if you have multiple accounts, you're not the same customer. Yeah, which even is, though if using uh, the same shipping, even address. with the same address and the same credit card, it's yeah. it, it's a weird loophole, <laughs> but. Um, I, you know that's what's really cool about bots, but it's just you're spending all this money, yeah. just to click, click, just do that, yeah. just super fast, and it works. It it's does. Crazy that it works. Yeah,
0: but like that's a lot. Of, like for someone like for like us, like we're just trying to get shoes that we want, and sometimes like we'll, we'll flip them if 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 the price is right. And I love control. me a good resale. Yeah, if we can if we can get it like in the first place, but I mean like a big big kind of argument, and like people say that like sneaker culture has gotten as big as it has because of the resale factor, like the limitedness, like being able to resell generates that hype and then the shoes resell. So like people like Nike and Adidas should be like happy if people are reselling those shoes. But there's also that issue of like, okay, like there are people that like really, really, really want to get their hands on these shoes and they can't because everyone's trying to buy them just to resell them. Like not enough people are keeping them to wear. And so it's like, it's kind of like a weird back and forth kind of thing. It's like, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And for people like, Like, brands like Nike or Adidas to, like, like we talked about, like, the confirmed app or, like, like sneakers app for Nike. Like, they they do a decent job of combating. Definitely, there's still some people that can crack the code and make it work with bots on there. But, I mean, they're already taking steps there. But for releases like this Pigeon Dunk, like, it's just kind of crazy to me that, like, I don't know. Like, for me, like, I tried to get that shoe. I really did. Like, I went, I literally downloaded the network app. Well, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't even download the network app on my phone. I have a iPhone SE with, like, iOS 10 or something, so I couldn't even download couldn't, yeah. the app. So I had to steal my roommate's app. It's time um, to upgrade. Yeah, soon, honestly. After I get a couple more shoes, maybe, then then I'll do it. But uh I had to download it on my roommate Brennan's app, so big shout-out to Brennan. And then even then, like, the app crashed, and I couldn't even get it on. So, like, that that was a fail. And then I tried on sneakers app, no luck, and I didn't expect any luck there. And then I, like... I was like, I was stalking my computer all day yesterday. Like, wait, all right, when are they going to drop on Pigeon or Staple Pigeon? And like, I got the email and I went in and I still, even then like, I, nothing, no nothing, dice. like no luck. It was so fast. Like, uh, so I don't know. Like it's, for me, it's like, it was a little disheartening. Um, cause I did really want to get my hands on that shoe. But at the same time, it's like, and like I could go respy it for resale right now, I think for like 350, 400 range, but like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's always this constant back and forth, but it's just interesting. Uh, like, these apps have come about and different things when back in the day and Drew you were talking to me about this like back when the early
1: days of which app- is weird to think early days I'm only, Honestly, I'm only 21 yeah, about right. to be 22 <laughs> and I'm talking early days early like days. I got a cane I mean
0: you are in like it's evolved so much just like just in, in, in 10 short- years exactly and like you were in it in the beginning and like you were saying that like that was back when you had to go to the stores to get the shoes there was none of this online purchasing and apps or anything and- it,
1: it's like crazy like when I was first in the shoes like smartphones were just like getting big like Kind of like the iPhone 3G was a thing with talking Tom, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's not like it was a apps were that big yet. Like you could get a Zippo lighter app and that was like the biggest app in the app store. It's actually insane. If a shoe was coming out, you'd have to go on the website. I used to use Sneaker News. I loved Sneaker News. And the only reason I don't use them now is because I just have Unlaced, which yeah. is like it condenses everything. Unlaced is a great app if you want to learn a lot about sneakers yeah. or just like about future releases and everything like that and just good articles. Download Unlaced. It yeah. has a Jordan on the front. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, Unlaced, you guys should, you should sponsor <laughs> our show, please. Yeah, <laughs> please. We're a a shout out. No,
1: game. but seriously, it's, it's a really good app also kicks on fire but that's not mm-hmm. quite as good even though they're a great company. Yeah. But you would um I'd go to Sneaker News and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, this this shoe is coming out." And they would tell me the release date, and then I have to kind of research now. What I would have to do is either go on Foot Locker's website or I'd have to call them up. Mm-hmm. And when I'm calling up Foot Locker, I'm calling up my local Foot Locker. <laughs> and then there's two different Foot Lockers, so now I got to figure out if I got to go to House of Hoops or mm-hmm. if I'm going to the normal one. And that's a pain. And it's like, all right, now it's in House of Hoops. Now I gotta drive all the way to Tampa. You know, like thirty minutes, but as a twelve year old and you know, a twelve year old whose family has one car, it's you know, it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. And so I'd managed to convince my parents to take me sometimes and us we went on the week before Christmas, mm-hmm. we went and we stayed out and I I called up And I was like, hey, are you guys getting these shoes? And they're like, yeah, but we're only getting 20 of each one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 20? I went with my mom the night before at 12. Mm -hmm. At midnight the night before. So we stayed out at this footlocker in Tampa. And granted, Tampa's a nice place. (laughs) But this was University Mall. Right? University Mall, if anybody from Tampa is listening to this, that's the hood. (laughs) I mean... That's like that's not really where you want to be late at night like at all. It's right by USF, University of South Tampa, which is a really good school, but like right next to it, not great. So we were out there for hours waiting on a Kevin Durant shoe. I mean, that's just crazy to me like to think about now that I would ever even do that. And I still have the shoe, or I actually don't have that shoe anymore. I sold that one a few years back, but I loved it, mm-hmm. and I almost got a pair of Kobe's while I was there and I've done that a a few times with different stuff but that's like the one that sticks out to me the most Mm -hmm. and I mean I'd have to call up and it was always such a process and it was never in the Brandon Mall which was the closest mall to me I always had to go out to Tampa Mm -hmm. and my mom would always yell or not really yell but she'd be like no, we're not going. <laughs> I'm like, mom, please, I really want this shoe. She's like, where are you even getting this money from? I'm like, mom, I taught myself how to sew. I um, I I hustled when I was a kid. Yeah. I learned how to sew and I made money because I really wanted shoes, mm-hmm. you know. And there was no apps, right. n- no bots, none of that. And when bots, like when apps first started coming out, and like when they were releasing stuff online, which they didn't even do really that much back then. Pretty much every big release was in store up until mm-hmm. like. KD-6, I'd say.
0: Around the 11 now, I believe, so oh, a yeah, as so, well back.
1: And, I mean, they skipped a the year with that, too. True. And so probably like the KD-5, KD-6, they started, like, putting them all online. Mm-hmm. And whatever you can scale that back with with every other show, like LeBron 10s and Kobe 9s. Yeah. Or Kobe 8, actually. Holy. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean. You feeling old yet? <laughs> uh, seriously. And I, I don't know. It, it was really fun for me to do that, but mm-hmm. it was definitely like a a once in a few months type of deal when you are yeah. that young. If it was now, if we didn't have any of these apps now, I would love to call you up and say, "Hey, Jake, we're gonna to go to Portland this weekend." Yeah, Portland. Yeah, we're going to Portland <laughs> this weekend, and we're getting this nonsense shoe that's not even that big of a deal because yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of like a whole for spectacle. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Well, I remember like it was the it was the bread Jordan ones. What was it 20. 20 15, 16, something, 15. 15. When they when they came back out, like that was our freshman year. We were in the dorms. And I remember we were both back home and we went to the mall because that was when they're doing the raffles. The raffles were a thing. So I think like I went to my mall. This is the first time I'd ever really like kind of started getting the sneakers and I really tried. So I was like, all right, the, the bread ones, this is going to be it. Like I felt it. And I was like my first attempt at a shoe. And I was like, all right, let's, we'll see. So I went to, I want to say I went to six different stores in my local hometown mall, um, San Francisco Bay Area, obviously. So a lot of more stores there are getting and you have to drive the 30 hours or 30 minutes like you did, yeah. so it wasn't as bad. Um, but like I remember, I entered in six, and I think you entered yourself in like five or something like
1: that. I went to Orlando for those oh, two, geez. so I went to Tampa, which is 30 minutes to the west. Yeah, and then I went another hour and a half east inland to, t- to Orlando because there was yeah. only two malls near me getting them. And I really wanted that. Like that was right. a shoe I needed to just have. Yeah. It was not getting sold. I was going to wear it out like twice ever. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> wanted that shoe so bad and I didn't get them. Yeah,
0: but that's that's the thing. It's like between us, like both of us, like we went in and we didn't get anything. It's obviously like me, rookies, excitement, I'm, I'm no at, chance.
1: But imagine going, so imagine like going and camping out, you know, you go with your mom or just like with your buddies if you're old enough and you go to a store and you're waiting there outside. In the cold, if you're like up north or something like that, not so much in Florida. And then you wake up, or you stayed up, whatever it is. And then they tell you, "Oh, sorry, we're out of we're out of uh, stock in your size." Mm-hmm. That's just probably the most disheartening thing, and I've heard of it a few times. But you know, I I would just if they told me that, I'd be like, "Okay, let me get a nine. Oh, you don't have nine and a half. And they're they're like just looking fit. at me like, "You can fit a nine and a half." I'm like, "It's for my dad. Just give me the shoe, dang it! <laughs> I just want a pair, please." <laughs> And yeah, so that's like uh, that was a crazy thing that you could go wait all that time and then not get it. Yeah. You just like spent on a whole like twelve hours and just to not even get the shoe. Yeah, it's so deep- like so bots are to me like bots and apps and all that. They're definitely like worth it. Now you're not mm-hmm. really as invested time wise. Yeah, which is nice, mm-hmm. but it kind of takes away from like the experience of the shoe. Like I'm mm-hmm. always gonna have my DMV KD fives mm-hmm. because I just. I got them for my birthday, and I waited for them. It was, like, the first time I went to go get a shoe by myself. Yeah. And I'll just – I'll never get rid of those because mm-hmm. it just means a lot to me. And yeah. I think just buying it on an app, it's just another shoe. Yeah. I don't
0: know. No, I definitely feel that. Like, for me, like, 2015 when we were freshmen in the dorms in Carson Hall, I mean, that was – like, that was me really, really, really – like, that's when I started really getting into the into the sneaker culture. I'd always been a fan, but, like, that was that was it for me. And, like, for me, like, I didn't know a life of – besides the apps like the apps were really like that was when they were like okay the apps are legit like this is the way to get the shoes um and as we're talking about this like i almost get excited thinking about like that would be so much fun to like go and like try to get a sneaker in the original way and it's kind of like, kinda like the, the surplus
1: sale we have here in oregon very true I mean, like We've we've
0: tried our fair share at the yeah, surplus sale. they have
1: like a sale here where you go you camp out for a few hours and then they let you in and you just buy all the sports team stuff. The leftover and, stuff. And it's just all the leftover stuff that they didn't want. And so there's like some shoes there, there's cleats, mm-hmm. they sell baseball bats, helmets, spikes, yeah, jerseys, bikes, yeah, jerseys like everything. Anything you can think of a team would use. I bought a baseball base. <laughs> a first base is what I bought last year for a dollar because I said why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <And> <laughs> I mean that's a lot of fun and
0: you saw some success. You got a couple of Oregon player edition KDs that you were able to resell for a lot and It's like, it's, it's pretty fun. It's like, that's like the closest I think we get in, in Eugene, at least to, to that experience. And I mean, it's pretty fun, but I mean, yeah, like, it's just crazy to see how much it's changed over time. And I'm sure the pigeon dunk is is a good example of how they're going to keep trying to evolve with that um process in the, in the long run. So, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a constant battle as sneaker culture continues to evolve, but I mean, it's just fun to kind of follow along and see. Um, And also, I mean, final point I want to really throw out there is there's rumors swirling that. Nike this year is going to start doing legit tags on all their shoes so to combat the fakes as well because that's an issue in sneaker culture. I'm talking sure. about that another yeah, day for another sure. Another podcast that'll for be sure. that'll be in the mix but I mean Nike's going to start putting legit tags on some of their shoes and so like you scan a barcode and then inside the shoe I think there's going to be a mark that you can like check to make sure it's legit so and like it's an app from Nike I think you can scan it with. So I mean it's it's going to be the real deal um so it's interesting to see how this, the culture is continually evolving and it's, it's never boring, right, Ju? Never a dull moment. It's never a boring moment. Um, so that's just about all we have uh, to talk about in this episode of Not Another Sneaker Podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we're going to keep pushing these out and hopefully we'll get some more cool content. If you guys have any suggestions for things to talk about, shoot us a, a comment in the in the comment section or
1: um, or let us know, social media. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Julie in the cut for me. And I'm at
0: RunJWill on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me. Yeah. We're, okay. working, at, we're working on an Instagram channel. For, for our podcast. So hopefully that'll be up in the, in the near future. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, this has been episode two. Um, Julian, any, any final thoughts?
1: No, nothing. Just uh, if you like what we're doing, just let us know. Um, yeah. Tell your friends. Yeah. All, all the good stuff. Yeah,
0: spread the word. I mean, the sneaker culture is pretty fun and pretty big. And if you're a sneakerhead listen to this and you know someone who didn't enjoy it, pass it along. But yeah, that's about all we have time for. Um, my name is Jake Willard. I'm Julian Osius And we'll see you guys on Release Day.